What's going on, Bulls fans? It's your boy Hayes. This is Chicago Bulls Central, and we're back for another video discussing our Chicago Bulls. We're going to get into some things right after this. Okay, the Bulls have had two days off um, gearing up to go right back against the Philadelphia 76ers. This game will be at home. And of course, we're all hoping to have a different outcome and outlook in this game than what we had in the first game against the Sixers. The game Saturday is going to be highly watched and a lot of people are going to be looking to see how the Bulls respond uh, after that loss that they had against the Sixers and that slow start that they had. And, you know, the thing that I want to discuss, and this is a lot of things that happens in the comments with non-Bulls fans, and that is the, you know, the Bulls aren't legit. The Bulls don't have quality wins. The Doubting everything with the Bulls. And I and you know what? I get it to a degree, right? The Bulls have been bad for so long um, that it kind of takes time for people to start um, coming around and changing their mindset and their mentality and their outlook when it comes to a team after they've been bad for so long. The thing with the Bulls is, uh, you know, I would think that a team that's ranked in the top 10 in offense and defense would, uh, you know, turn that around some. But again, I'm a Bulls fan, so I have to step away from the perspective. I, I understand that the, the people who want to say, well, the Bulls haven't they've only played a few really good team so far this year. Um, but the thing that I've always used in that conversation is that the Bulls have been in every game that they played in. Slow starts aside, big runs aside, they've been, at the end of those games, they've had the chance to win every single game out of the eight games we've played so far. So because of that, so, you know, when does the national media or the uh, national attention around the Bulls and the conversation starts changing? And the thing that I, that I, that I'm going to say, right, and this is, <laughs> this is again, this is me not being as objective, um, and this is me completely going into just being a Bulls fan. And so, really, I think that some some people don't just they don't want to believe in Zach Levine quite yet. Uh, they look at like somebody like Demar Derozan, who again for so long, Demar Derozan has been looked at as the reason or been made the reason why the Toronto Raptors couldn't get over the hump. All moved aside that when they finally did, they they did get a better player in Kawhi, but they also didn't have to contend with LeBron James in the East, but you know that's a, that's a story for another day. But I think when you look at the makeup of this team, there's a there are a lot of doubts with a lot of the players on this team. And you know, yes, it can get frustrating as a Bulls fan. But I've said before, and I say this again publicly, I like the fact that we're not considered pub like not publicly, but more mainstream wise to be one of the better teams in the East is just because it allows us that chance to shock and awe everyone. I love being the underdog. I love being the doubter. I love proving doubters wrong that is just something uh <laughs> i'm a competitive dude in real life so like my favorite team you know being a little doubted or slept on doesn't bother me at all you know that's that's on them um like i said the bulls ranking all those things that i just mentioned are why the bulls i think are going to continue to to contend and continue to turn heads over the course of the season it's up to them to continue to do that Yes, there's going to be a time where we go through a losing stretch. Yes, when we do go through that, there are going to be so many uh, analysts that come out and say, see, this is why the Bulls aren't legit, right? They're staying quiet now that the Bulls are looking good. They still try to use the defense. They still try to use the fit conversations or you no know, very, they'll, they'll use whatever they can. But the moment that we go on a two game, God forbid, a three game losing stretch, it's probably bound to happen at some point this season. Um just watch how they come out, how they're so quiet during our winning period, but how voiceless they're probably going to be when we do go through that and, and use that as why we're not legit. Um, but all that, I I 
enjoy as a Bulls fan. Like I enjoy that when when okay, doubt us. We're gonna continue to prove you wrong. Um, but with all that being said, and you know, I know the last two videos that I've made have been very much pointing out some of the Bulls' faults. Um, and you have to, and again, that's putting my objectivity hat back on. I have to be honest in the way that I critique the team and talk about some of their faults. Like, but like I said, regardless of all of those, regardless of the slow starts, regardless of the um, regardless of the 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 long runs that we give up or the or the droughts that we go through scoring wise, sometimes regardless of all of that, we have been in every single game that we have played thus far, and I think that says a lot about the makeup. It says a lot about the heart. It says a lot about the desire of this team, in my opinion. And so because of that, I really don't uh I, I I don't mind it at all. So that's my thoughts on that part of it. And I wanted to talk about that. Let me know down below how you guys feel about like that national media and the hate that the Bulls get from other fandoms in the east we already know i had i had to flame the raptors fans in that response video if you haven't seen it definitely go and see it and check that out um because yeah they were they were just ridiculous but overall I, I i i like and i think that you know regardless of whatever anybody wants to say about quality wins or who we we have we have been con in contention and we have played tough everyone who's been put in front of us thus far the only time that you that you can bring up quality wins is if we were getting blown out by great teams and barely winning against good teams. We have made every game and been in every game that we played. So if you want to hate, you can go ahead and hate. Um, but coming out of that, um, some of the other conversation that's going around, I know that all the and I don't get if you notice, I don't do a lot of trade scenario videos. I really don't do it um, because to me, I think like the who the Bulls are going to trade for to fill up the power forward role or to to add some some big man depth is starting to become like the conversation during the Rose era of what to guard are the, are the Bulls. You remember the Rudy Fernandez constant, like how we can get Rudy Fernandez on the Bulls. Like for some reason, Bulls fans just zeroed in around that time of why Rudy Fernandez would have been the perfect compliment to Derrick Rose. Gee, I remember it. I hope you guys remember it as well. So I don't really like to get into the trade scenarios because at the end of the day, in AK and Eversley, I trust, we trust, and I do think that they're going to improve this team and take a look at it. They may even be waiting to Kobe comes back to see. But, you know, I think overall, more than I'm worried about who we're going to trade and get, I want to see who we do have on this roster used a little bit better and, and get some more minutes. For example, Alizé Johnson. I'm not saying that Alizé Johnson should be the de facto starter at Power Forward every single game now that Patrick Williams is out. But I would say, like, in that Philadelphia game, I would have liked to see Alizé Johnson get the start. You know, if he doesn't, all right, bring in Javante just because of his rebounding, his energy, um, how that can change, especially when you have a team that, um, you know, in hindsight is 2020, but in that game, like, it seems like our energy just wasn't there. We were losing possessions early. We got down, like, having a player who can jumpstart that. And, you know, I know Alizé Johnson doesn't provide a lot of rim protection, but his energy, I do think that if you allow him time to develop and see out there that he could probably also start you know, changing some shots, if not getting actual blocks. But like, I do want to see Alizé Johnson get, get a chance at starting power forward. Billy Donovan probably has his reasons why he hasn't started him, but I would like to see that. I would even like to see maybe Tony Bradley get a start from here to there. I would like to see some more things to see what we have on this roster. Yes, I know we probably are going to add big, big man depth. I know we, we need to, um, but I would like to see what we can do with increased minutes with those players. And you know, that that's just me. Again, they pay people that are supposed to be a lot smarter about this than me uh, to make these decisions. So I'm not I'm not expecting them to do what I want, but it would just be nice to see that and to see what we can get from um, those type of players and how they change the dynamic of what the Bulls starting um, lineup and just overall the outlook of the game. So 
that's my opinion on that. Let me know what you think down below. If you'd like to see Alize Johnson get a, get a start, you know, maybe Billy Donovan does, some, does change something in the next game against the Sixers. We'll see. I doubt it, but we'll see. But this is, of course, talked about, are the Bulls a better team with Patrick Williams or without Patrick Williams? And I will say the version of Patrick Williams that we got so far this season, the Bulls are absolutely a better team without him. Um, he wasn't really giving us much on offense or defense there. Again, this does not speak to what I think his his um, potential is long term. This doesn't mean that I think that the Bulls should trade him. None of that. I don't think any of that. But I think as of right now, with how harpered he was with injuries just from the start of the season i do think the bulls um have been better without him because of what dj and you know they say that they are using the fact that patrick williams is gone is what opened up minutes for uh dj and tony bradley and if that's the case then yeah i think that we have been a better team without him in that sense but i definitely think that a patrick williams at full strength a patrick williams who doesn't have any injuries a patrick williams is feeling more comfortable and gets a chance to work into his role i want to see that and i think that that's the best version um, of him and, and us. And I do think long-term, right? As, and I said this before, Patrick Williams got moved to the four out of necessity to make space for DeMar DeRozan. We know DeMar wasn't going to start at the two. He had to start at the three. But we we may need to, to realize at some point, and again, we need more time to see this, that maybe Patrick Williams just isn't going to be a quality four. Maybe even though with his size and length, and I understand the thought of putting him at the four, maybe he's just better at three at the three and guarding wings and, and having a mismatch that way. So, because and the thing is, is most of the time when you move a player from the three to the four, if they gain benefits, it's because they're gaining benefits because of their speed, right? Patrick Williams was never the fastest player, right? He didn't he didn't really have that. So moving him to the four, I don't I don't I don't know. Like again, it's very small sample size. I, I can't really judge it based off that, but I do think that there's this thing that Patrick Williams didn't move from guarding wings to guarding the, the the other the opposing team's best perimeter player to guarding fours and big men. And so maybe that changes as well as with the injuries kind of affected his games from there. We'll see, right? Well, it remains to be seen um, what can happen there. Um, but, you know, I, you know, it, they'll figure it out. Again, I trust this team to figure it out with Patrick Williams. I, you know, I know I'm, I'm not as down on him as some of the fandom is. Um, it's going to take a while for me to be down on him. I know some of the, hell, look at me. I'm still a big supporter of Kobe White. And we know a large portion of the fan base are calling for Kobe White to be traded. So it takes a while for me to really give up on players. Um, maybe too long to be honest, if I'm just being again, honest with myself, but we'll see what happens with Patrick Williams. I trust him and I trust his ability to turn around. And I do think that Patrick Williams is going to continue to ascend. Don't know if he's going to be a star. Don't know any of that, but I do think that Patrick Williams can be a solid starter in this league for a very long time. And, you know, he has the potential of course, to be more than that. Um, but also just with everything else coming up, um, you know, it, it, it we'll see. I'll do I will drop a preview video to the Sixers game this upcoming Saturday. I'll probably drop that either later tonight or early Saturday morning. But as always, like I like to end every show, I love you guys. Go Bulls. Peace. This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media. Media.